Are you ready for change? Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. You're listening to Mr. Change Agent Podcast with your host, Ron Ovid, pastor, recovery coach, author, and pastoral counselor. He's the creator of Emotional Relearning, and many of the things from his courses on Emotional Relearning you're getting right on this podcast. We've been spending a few days already on a new topic called Anxiety and Fear, and it's been awesome these last few days where Ron has been explaining to us what anxiety is all about, where it comes from, how do we get it, why do we keep it, what does it mean. And Ron, I think we're ready now. I think uh, there's a trust level. People want to hear more from you. And how about today you start to tell us what can we do about anxiety? I think all, you know, everyone's now biting their fingers enough here with their, <laughs> they're anxious about this. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what are some of the things that we can do? And I, maybe it doesn't have to be all the way to phobic, but just anxiety. Why don't you sure. talk about the different levels of anxiety, what you can do, and let's take it from there, okay? Well, there's two primary parts that are involved. You know, of course, the whole body is involved, but, you know, one is that the emotional brain, right? The emotional brain, specifically the amygdala. And that's a tiny almond-shaped structure deep inside the limbic part of the brain, which is the emotional part of our brain. And that reacts to sensations, okay? And then it sends out a fight, flight, or freeze response. It's a sensation memory-based thing. If it believes that something has got us in danger, uh, then it reacts. And here's the thing. A lot of the things that we believe are dangerous really aren't. Our amygdala believes it. And so uh, it doesn't have to be rational, right? A childhood fear that we have can be triggered. You know, if we felt that we were going to get in trouble when someone gave a certain look, you'd be surprised how later someone that we give power to gives a look like that. Boom, we go into anxiety, right? And so that amygdala is trained to put us in a fight, flight. What happens then? Well, you know, our heart beats faster, our muscles tense, our blood pressure rises. Well, uh, let, let me say something. God made us. This is a good thing, though. I mean, it, as a created being, the fight, flight, I mean, there was reasons for that, right? Well, there still us. are, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what you're saying is that as we get older, we have to be aware that the things that were early on in our life that started training this amygdala and stuff like that, we've never gone back and talked about it. You know, we've right. never gone back. And so we're getting the same response we got maybe 20 years ago. We're dealing with the same response. Sure. Certainly, you know, when you think of a truck coming toward you, you better be thankful you got amygdala. You know, you don't want prefrontal cortex and, you know, the amygdala saying, well, what do you think, prefrontal <laughs> cortex? Well, it looks like a Mack truck, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, uh, no, you you want to move and you're thankful for adrenaline, right? Because it gets you moving, you know, you want, boom, everything. I mean, if you're in a dangerous situation and someone's coming at you, you want your eyes focused. You want your ears paying attention. You want your muscles ready to push or your legs ready to run. That's a God-given uh, response. What happens, though, is that in chronic anxiety and worry and that we start reacting that way all the time. I was walking around all the time with this hypersensitivity, this hyperarousal, if you will. So it was like there was a predator in the room. It wasn't that totally on guard, but, you know, that's where a lot of chronic pain comes from because they're constantly on guard. 
And what happens is that it constricts the blood. The blood goes out to the legs and the arms and constricts it from other areas of the body so the nerve endings are depleted of oxygen and they cry out in pain. A lot of what we have in uh, chronic pain and chronic illnesses are due to this stress and anxiety. We're in this hypervigilant state. And so, yeah, the second part that works with us is the cortex, right? The prefrontal cortex, that rational part of the brain. And anxiety is worrying about something that's, that's not a present danger, right? It's not a, you know, we're worried about, you know, impending doom, you know, what are they going to think? What are, you know, this kind of stuff. And depression is worrying about what happened in the past sometimes. Oh, you know, I, you know, I get this and we're worrying about the past. That's a cognitive process. So sometimes we need to redo our thinking, you know, so it's a combination of both. And a lot of times we react with both our amygdala and our cortex. The cortex sends a faulty message, uh, which causes an uncomfortable physical or emotional sensation, you know. Gee, I wonder what they said. I wonder what they're going to think. That's a cognitive process. That triggers the amygdala. So it's not always a sensation that triggers the amygdala. A lot of times it's our own worried, obsessive thinking, right? And so it can be both. And the solutions to become aware of what's going on in our body, emotions, emotional cognitive clues. We want to find these cues that, that are sending us these triggers. And that means sometimes that we have to stay with it a little bit. I'm not talking about the hypervigilance where I'm not really paying attention. I'm just kind of, there's a predator room. I mean when it ele- escalates. I have to sometimes stay with my panic. The way I overcame panic attacks is that I learned to ride it. You know, I occasionally get them every once in a while because some of those thoughts are scary and every once in a while I can't help. You can't help what comes into your head. We get like 60, I don't know who counted these, but we get 60,000 thoughts a day, some people say, right? And you can't help what comes in your head. Thoughts happen. Worries happen. But we can do something once they're there. We can choose sometimes to say, okay, this is just faulty wiring. I don't have to listen to this. And I remember it really started helping when I finally said, you know, oh, I'm having a panic attack. Now, I had read enough, studied enough, helped enough people, done enough work myself to know that no one's ever died from a panic attack. There's not one recorded episode of someone dying from a panic attack. So I'm not going to die. That becomes a battle cry. You know, I'm not going to die. And so then you ride it. And you know what? As soon as you do, it just just goes right through, goes right through. And it's done. And so a lot of this anxiety can ride right through if we start retraining the amygdala. And so our body sensations, you know, our our body reacts quicker than the brain to deceptive brain messages. We have to start realizing that we're reacting to lies. We're reacting to deceptive messages. It's faulty wiring. Once we start knowing that, it really helps us. And then we start seeing, okay, so we have our, our body sensation. We go, okay, I'm reacting. What's happening? What's going on? And then we can relax. We start to relax the body. We, we start using some of our breathing. Now, this is a crazy one. I learned this one when I was a kid. And then later on, I learned from P- Peter Levine that this was a real method, but I learned it by accident. We were going to be in a choir doing some kind of singing or something, and I remember going to the bathroom. Here again, an iterable bowel, right? But running into the bathroom. Well, I like singing, so I don't know. The song was going through my head or whatever, and so I'm in the, the stall. Well, you know, the old school stalls are all metal, right? So I did something like, oh... 
Well, when I did it, it kind of bounced off the walls and echoed, right? Oh. And I realized that felt really calming in my stomach. I realized, so I'm oh. Well, later on, I mean, decades later, <laughs> Peter Levine's teaching about how we can relax. And, of course, I knew about deep breathing already. He says, well, here's one. If you can go, and he talked about the, the little hairs inside the intestines and how that vibration calms them down and how it calms down, you know, part of the uh, sympathetic nervous system. And so this, and I get a kick when I teach that because we can, you know, you hear the whole room vibrating. But I've done that a lot of times when I've been overstressed and I'm driving and I'm there. And it, and it calms that body down where I can start to think, you know, and I can let the prefrontal cortex. For me, uh, as a, a Christian, then it gives me time to pray, too, to talk to God, to bring God into it, to, to say, Lord, what's, what do you think? To put faith into it. You know, a lot of times, I don't know what I would have done personally without faith. Now, people could say that's a crux. I guess so if, if there wasn't a God. <laughs> but I believe he's real, and I believe that he, he, he's aware. He's there. He's the God who is there. And so I put my trust in that. But I can't do that when I'm worrying. And so calming it down uh, helps. So let's talk about some more specific things, okay? One is that, you know, we need to redefine our worry. Instead of predicting danger, you know, we need to be realistic. Most of what we negatively predict, you know, will never happen. And even if it does, the outcomes will not be as bad as we thought. We need to ask ourselves, do I feel this way based on facts or feeling? Is this just an emotional thing? Are there facts? And, you know, you can always, you know, you can't argue because you'll always find some reason. But, but try to be as honest as you can. And then is there real proof that this is dangerous? Am I being objective? And here's the question I like to ask. What would I predict for someone else? And that sometimes really helps. Because if my son came to me with the same worry, I'd comfort him. I'd tell him, hey, that's not going to happen. Don't worry about that. Then why am I treating myself differently? Why am I assuring him out of love and in sincerity? I wouldn't put him in harm's danger. But it's obvious to me that he's overreacting. Why don't I do that for myself? You see, and so it helps sometimes. What would you tell someone else and then tell it to yourself? And then, you know, be accurate in our assessment and, uh, you know, don't awfulize things. And then another thing, don't try to control, you know, let it go. Instead of hyper control, you know, sometimes let it go. Give it a five minute test. Get into the now, distract yourself for five minutes. Focus on elements around you. In a panic, it will subside. And then maybe go to 10 minutes, you know, and after you relaxed, moving in, let the fact that the prediction was wrong and nothing happened sink in. <sighs> you know, it's a panic. And I, I have our people a lot of times in my class just kind of do this, you know, raise your hand like they're on a roller coaster <gasps> and then calm down. <sighs> you know, and we can practice that sometimes. <gasps> and get that sensation of what it's like to come down. What goes up will come down and train ourselves that we can bring this physiological reaction down. We can do that. And so we take our body off the hook, right? Quit shallow breathing, you know? And here again, it isn't just grab a deep breath. <gasps> you know, that's a panic breath. You want to kind of blow it out first and then a relaxed deep breath and calm it down. And so instead of avoiding 
or trying to escape from your sensations, you embrace them. What are you really afraid of? Going crazy, being locked away, dying, being hated or abandoned? Get down to the then what trail. Well, well then what? Then what? Or, or make a joke sometimes out of it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go crazy and then I'm going to, you know, uh, whatever, go and, you know, rob a bank, uh, you know. I mean, you're not. And sometimes we can do that to just make it ridiculous and calm down. Trying to fight it a lot of times won't do anything. But sometimes funny and jokes and humor can really help with anxiety. We need to get rid of the lies. Here's some lies. I shouldn't be anxious. Well, says who? Anxiety can be helpful. It's not anxiety that's wrong. It's the exaggerated sensations that frighten us. No need to shame ourselves about feeling anxious. It's part of our wiring. We just need to learn to adapt them, right? Or, I'm going insane. No, (laughs) you're perfectly healthy. Your anxiety is normal. It's the exaggerated outcomes that are skewed. It's unresolved feelings from the past that we can't fix. Uh, Calm down the body and be realistic about the outcomes, and the body will return to normal. Or, I must get rid of my anxiety. No, you need your alarm system. You just need to help this bout dissipate because it's a false alarm. You need to ride this wave. You know, the alarm system's okay when it works right. This is faulty wiring. Ride the wave. And so, you know, it's just a sensation. It's a false alarm. You don't have to listen to it. I'll close with this. Jeffrey Swartz has written some great things, great book on OCD. And uh, Dr. Jeffrey Swartz out of UCLA, and he's done groundbreaking studies with OCD, and I'd recommend any of his books. And he says there's four steps. One is to relabel it, and that's what we're talking about. This is just a habit. It's just a sensation. It's, it, you know, it, I don't have to do it. Then the second thing is to reattribute it. You reattribute it means it's, you redefined it, it, you relabeled it. It's a compulsion. It's a habit. It's a sensation. Then you reattribute it. It's there because of a faulty alarm. It's faulty wiring. It's a chemical reaction. Then you refocus, you distract and focus on the here and now. You say, okay, I'm going to ride this thing. I'm just going to ride it. Breathe and just let the sensation go through your body. And then you revalue, you know, and you praise yourself for any, even if it just, you were okay for a minute. You know, even if you just made some progress, you reevaluate and you praise yourself for all the progress you made. And you feel it, you'd be happy. And that's what I call relive. Any victory you get there at all, relive it. Stop right there and say, hey, I know, what did that feel like? You know, I calmed that down a little bit. And, you know, it actually did dissipate. And you, you let your mind go that. So sometimes it helps to choose distractions, you know. A lot of times there's things you can do instead. You know, maybe pick up a book, you know, while you're riding the wave, listen to music. And so you live in the present. And so those are some of the things you can do to help you with this kind of anxiety. Thank you, Ron. That was fascinating material, and you can't take notes fast enough on this. And I'm glad it's in this podcast form because I think many of the listeners here are going to uh, replay this and listen to it again. And I hope they share it with others and tell others about the resources that are available through Ron's various uh, outlets. Number one is Mr. Change Agent Podcasts, which you're listening to. And then the Mr. Change Agent YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, write 
down a Mr. Change Agent, and you'll see a logo come up, and you click that. Also at EmpowerForLiving.com, there are resources available. You go to EmpowerForLiving.com forward slash resources, and you'll go ahead and, and you'll find a lot of material there. And also on Amazon, just punch in Ronald Ovid, Ronald Ovid, O-V-I-T-T, and you'll see a number of books. So thank you for joining us. Let's be sure to tell others, like it here, uh, subscribe to the podcasts, and we'll be sure to notify you when more are coming. And we thank you. This is a fascinating series we're doing on anxiety. And the next one uh, that we're going to be talking about is spiritual solutions to worry. So you be sure to join us next time on the Mr. Change Agent Podcast. (laughs) 